Hi, um, hi again. It's Betsy Beers, and I am back for another phenomenal podcast, we hope, of Scandal Revealed, the official ABC podcast. And I'm really excited today because um, at long last, I've been very excited about this for weeks, the amazingly talented and fabulous Columbus Short is joining us. I'm joining. And of course, you know that he plays Harrison on our fine television programming. And um, I'd also like to say, because it is a tradition for me, what he is wearing. He's um, wearing his I Voted sticker. Yep. Haven't changed my shirt which since he hasn't I changed voted his shirt. last night. And I told him he can't take it off for the next four years. Nope. Just because that's just the way to go. <laughs> and he's wearing a really nice gray um, sweatshirt, sort of T-shirt top, and some really, I would say, attractive Abercrombie, Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch sweats. sweats. And he, he looks really awesome. He's wearing some pretty good frames. And... I, in my usual attire, I'm in a miner's cap and a wetsuit. <laughs> so I think that, um, first of all, we just watched this episode, um, Spies Like Us, which... Love this episode. Don't you love this episode? Because for me, this is when Harrison, in all of his glory, finally says what he's been thinking, which is, mm. what the hell is going on? Mm. And why don't you trust me? Which is what's so great. Mm. It's, it's deep, because I feel like... <clears throat> If you go back over the since even the begin season one, which is kind of like see, we're in season one point five, <laughs> um, but you know from the from one hundred one, you know Harrison kind of started to be a guy that when he wasn't speaking, he was very observant, and he's always put he's always thinking, he's always thinking when he's not speaking, he's always putting to, together things, he's always looking at what what everyone's saying, but what everybody's not saying, finding the energy in the room. A very He has a discernment that is a cut above the rest, I think. And <clears throat> when it comes to, to 206, you know, things are really starting to uh, happen around the office, things with, with Abby and things with, you know, obviously Quinn and definitely things with Huck. I mean, he's an assassin. He's a spy. This mm-hmm. is who he is. Mm-hmm. This is what he does. And But Harrison, you, you kind of think Harrison doesn't know any of this, that Harrison's kind of on the outskirts just – Doing Harrison, gladiator in a suit. There and sort of picking up chicks in his spare time. Because yeah, there's a certain amount of that going on, too, I mean, right? We, we hope. I mean, God, me too. We I'm hoping there's seen, some action. We haven't <laughs> seen Harrison. I don't know if Harrison, you know, maybe he's online at night, late night at the office. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Harrison. <laughs> um, but when he comes in, in in this episode and and is like, look, enough is enough, I really feel like it's a place of, look, Olivia, I'm here. I know what's going on. Let me help you. I've watched you. I've watched Abby come in and intrude in your space and demand answers and demand for you to speak. Where I, I was always feeling the same thing. I feel like as Harrison, but was only gonna do it when I saw Olivia was absolutely at her ground bottom. And I think when he says, "What do you need?" Um, <clears throat> it, he means it because he's like, "Enough is enough." Um, you know, now I now I'm here. Now mm-hmm. you have me. What do you need? Because everyone else, it's off the rails. It's gone. Just tell me what you need, and let's get it done. And then what's great to me about the episode, too, is you get almost more than you bargained for, because it's that thing of, you want to be Olivia Pope? Guess what you have to do? And you end up having to do probably the most distasteful thing you've done in your career heretofore, which is kind of screw your friend over in order to save the firm, you know, which you got is clearly that the two of them talking is jeopardy but there's that great moment at the bar after the woman comes up to you and says i just want you to know that david's a good guy and you pass the money 
and you look away, you look at the TV and you look away and you just shake your head, which is just heartbreaking because it's like, it's happening, you know? It's happening. And you, when, I, when I said, give me the word, whatever it is, no matter what, I never thought that that would be it. Right. And so you can't renege on that. When you say something so staunch and so matter of fact and with so much, um, so much uh, belief and so much uh, conviction, you cannot renege. And once she says, do David and David and, and Abby can't be together. Wow. Now I'm in. And this is what Olivia, this is why a good person doing a bad thing for the right reasons, I said I was down with, but I didn't realize how bad some of the things good people have to do in order to help the bigger picture. And um, I'm in now. And, you know, it's so, it's interesting, too, because you figure, I assume, there's this moment in this episode where we all know Huck's, you know, a little off and stuff, but, like, definitely he's done stuff, but nobody kind of has dealt with the fact until that moment when he says, we've done stuff, we've done stuff that would make it really hard for you to sing the national anthem. There's this moment with the three of you guys where you all look at each other and you see in your face the pennies sort of dropping of like, oh. And you're, you can see in your eyes, you're kind of clicking through and going, oh. So you realize that probably this is a guy who's been doing some stuff for Olivia, that now is some stuff makes sense. You don't know, you don't want to know. But when you compare what you're doing next to that, you sit and go, that guy's a trained assassin. assassin. That's what he does. I think Harrison is kind of a, the, uh, the, the every man, you know, viewer, conspiracy theorist <laughs> guy who's on yeah. the debunked, you know, these, 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 these conspiracy theory sites and these government debunked sites. And, but he's the guy that he has all these uh, thoughts and has all these opinions. But when he's starting to hear them come, that the, certain things are true. I think he's putting together the pieces that I already knew this. I already knew this, but the fact that it's actually real is jarring. And it's, I'm waking up, I, I, I imagine Harrison waking up the next day after finding this stuff out about Huck and the world looking different. Like mm -hmm. it, driving to work, DC looking completely different than mm -hmm. it looked the day before when he came into work um, because this is real. And, uh, um, you know, it's it's really heavy. It's really been he it's heavy. And even going into the next episode, it's just really everything's oh. becoming really thick and really true um, to the to these characters, I think, on the show. What's what's interesting is I think this is the episode in a weird way where the dominoes start falling. Yes. Because on every single level in this episode, which is one of the reasons I love it so much, that and all those freaks in a room pointing guns at each other, which is also awesome. But one of the things I love about it is you start to watch each person in the office and also in the, in the White House start to turn, like start mm -hmm. to turn against each other, yep. start to do what they have to do. And it starts this sort of domino effect I'm not going to talk too much about for this podcast because you guys will keep watching. And why am I going to screw it up for you? Because you're going to get to watch it. It's crazy, guys. It's crazy. It gets pretty crazy, so right? Cr it makes my heart beat fast. When you um, – because I know you guys are great because you – you always sort of wish that you knew what was going on, but you're all really good about not about not knowing. Right. Like you spend a lot of time actually not knowing. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you guys have gotten more comfortable with that, although I don't know how because it's hard. I can't you... live in my normal life and not know as much as I don't know at my job. <laughs> like if I didn't know the way I don't know at my job in my normal life, I'd probably have a nervous breakdown. You'd be in a rubber room. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. But, I mean, we've kind of just settled on – Guess what? It's kind of like that idea of, you know, you kind of just trust God. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, on this level of Shondaland, God is Betsy and Shonda, basically. <laughs> so you kind of just trust that, hey, as long as they're not driving me off a bridge, <laughs> <laughs> our bullets aren't going through my head, I'm okay. So I just believe that, you know, I'll be here next week. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Josh Molina said last week, he said, the first thing I do is I get the script, I flip to the end of the script, I check to see if I'm still speaking, and then I know I'm okay for another week, which I thought was really funny. But it is, it's, it's, I think it takes a lot of um, confidence, and you guys are very confident, you're a very confident actor, to be able to actually, A, trust. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Sean is brilliant, the writers are great, but just trust the fact that you continue to find your way. But you guys do a wonderful job of gilding the proverbial lily by, I mean, these relationships. There's not just instant payoffs, and there's not just, this is what this, the, the, this definitive shape of this relationship and this definitive idea of this relationship. It's kind of all, <clears throat> it kind of all comes subtly, and it all also comes very organically in our work. Um, the words are there, and I like to say all the time, I, I, I work in between the, uh, in between the ink. It's where I like to work. I mm-hmm. like to work in uh, the, on the white on the page is where I like to work. You know, like the, the Abyssin, I call it, relationship. I mean, I love, first of all, Darby Stanfield as an actress. Um, she's just so, like, she's just, ugh, I just, she's going to be a movie star. Um, but working with her and our, or the, the unlikely, too. We are very unlikely, but our bond is so powerful and it's so big that, you know, it, it really hurt me as an actor, um, to try to go to that place of what I'm doing to my friend, that who is my friend, who I love. Um, I, Harrison loves Abby in a special way, and it started on the pilot. We p- pump fist after we get our first check. We pound fists, like, mm-hmm. and that was kind of, we made that happen on that pilot. We were like, we did that, and it just, that kind of just cemented our relationship. And to get to this point, you know, it was just, it was just really hard, but that gives you all of the good jambalaya of acting mm-hmm. tools and acting mm-hmm. tricks to go and pull out to make things, you know, work. You know, it's funny. I remember in the pilot, too, you also were pretty much aware of what was going on with Steven. Yes. I mean, there was this great, like, both you and Huck, I think, but you had this this great sort of, like, underlying thing of you, you kind of want to protect Abby because yeah. there's this moment in this episode that there's a very old movie called The Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. which is very famous, Humphrey Bogart, Sidney Greenstreet, and Peter Lorre. And there's a moment in which Humphrey Bogart bullshits his way out of a room, and he looks down, and you realize his whole body's shaking. Yeah. One of my favorite things is that moment when you walk out of the room, and you, you, you have this look like, holy crap, what did I just do? And Quinn comes bouncing into the office like, well, that looked easy. And you can see... You don't vomit, but it must be close to it. And you look down and your hand is shaking. It is, it's such a great moment because you're so cool. That's the thing I realized about Harrison. He never, whatever happened in his past, Harrison never likes to not be in control of himself. Um, Mm -hmm. Not of a situation, but of himself. Where if any emotion, too much, too much laughter he contains, too much, too much anger he contains, too much, uh, too much nervous, any nervous energy or too much emotion, anything. It's, it's that suit. It's that suit kind of that's unbuttoned. You got to button it back up because it's got to contain yourself, take a breath and get yourself back together. And he doesn't like being unhinged. And uh, 
and seeing that scene in particular, it's like you get that moment of a full adrenaline. It's like I'm in this already. I just went. I'm doing this. I'm in. And but I just leave, left the office and eight spies had guns trained on me. That was awesome. But like, what was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> so I think you know it's that moment of you know this uh, OPA man. We're we're in the thick. We're in the trenches in this place. You know, there's another thing. It's funny that you just said. You know, you're buttoning. One of the first things I can tell um, our our happy listening audience is that one of the first things that we globbed onto with you were the suits because. Of all the other characters, you're really the biggest gladiator in a suit in a weird yeah. way. You're the one who says it first to Quinn. You're the one who Abby believes it, but you live it. You breathe it. And one of the things I've always thought was great was, A, the way you wear clothes, which I'm just going to say is a sight to behold. <laughs> it's some pretty stuff. Like, I look forward to seeing your suit combinations just as much as I like Olivia's sweaters. And oh, that's I a huge drive down a turnpike for me. <laughs> but there was one I remember starting the pilot, and now literally I will freeze frame, and my husband and I sit there and stare at what, how you wear clothes. And he's just like, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. I know I like him, but I hate him. But one of the things I like, great is how – just metaphorically, that's great because you're always buttoning your stuff up. You're always, it's very tight. It's, if it's not tight, you see you tightening it. And yes. it's this great thing that for the audience at home, just watch him the way he wears his clothes because it's not just wearing clothes. His character uses his clothes as a weapon in a weird way and Absolutely. his armor. And it's, it's just the same way Olivia uses clothes to appear more vulnerable. Harrison uses clothes to suit up for battle. This is a testament to Lynn Paolo, our costume designer. Um, I am not Harrison Wright until I am in that suit. For example, when Ann Cusack guest starred mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago, and we and me and Huck kind of flank, you know, I can't go into battle unbuttoned. A, a, a gladiator can't battle without his his chainmail properly fastened and his shields mm-hmm. and his armor properly attached, and so that is it. And 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 it's very fascinating how it's kind of become something great to play with as a character. Totally. Um, but it, now it's kind of just second nature of this is us. This is, I am the gladiator in the suit. That's why when I say to Liv, I am your gladiator. I am your warrior. I know Huck is your, will do things for you, but I, I see myself being, having the propensity to do just that as well. For Olivia, I will do anything. I will do anything, anything. And even if that means hurting my best friend, I'd do it. Well, and by the way, in Olivia Pope and Associates, that's how you get the big office. Big office, baby. Big office, baby. <laughs> You're looking good in that big office, I'm telling you. Do you um, find sometimes it's hard when you go home to get out of the mindset? Oh, yes. Because I think one of the things which, A, is really challenging about this show is, with any ensemble show, but I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reacting. There's a lot of just standing around and absorbing sometimes and then moving in and doing your bit. And I feel like walking home and get, go out like you walk home, like, you know. He, yeah, I live across he takes the street. A, he takes a pack on his back <laughs> and he has a sandwich. And it's, um, I think the amazing thing is when you go home, it must be really hard. How long does it take you to kind of decompress from that? Uh, it depends on the day, but most times it takes a while because – you know, there was a lot of times, you know, to be quite honest, I'd leave here and I'd like have to just go to my little quiet place and just have a glass of wine and yeah. kind of de- decompress before I could even go home because 
you know, we carry a lot of this stuff and there's a lot of information and there's a lot of emotions and there's a lot of layers that, you know, you should hear us together as a cast from the time we get into hair and makeup in the morning and all throughout the day. And even thinking forward um, past where we are, we're always talking about relationship dynamics and what's going on and why is this matter and remember this and there, there's all this heavy, heavy duty thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that to go home, you know, I, it, sometimes it's hard to even turn off my my our thought process, our breaking down breaking down things, how the world works, what's really happening. It's hard for me to watch CNN in, in, in anymore. It's very it's very interesting. It's very it's kind of like this is my life. I have two. Lies. It's hard to stay sane. <laughs> it's. I think it's really. It can get incredibly schizophrenic. And Absolutely. It's one of the things we talked to Guillermo about this too, because Guillermo has done some scenes that you guys have all seen that are rough. Much like this episode is for you, and much like very often, the things you guys are doing on an active basis, you're calculating in the moment, and you're reacting and transforming situations on the fly. Yep. That's that's a really hard. I recommend real estate shows. Just watch lots and lots of really boring real estate shows. I, that's I what honestly I have started therapy. And not because, oh, I'm oh, so I crazy. I love therapy. But it's good because you have to be able to, any role that you do. I, I did a movie a, long, a while back called Cadillac Records, and I couldn't get out of it. I was so scared to get out of my character because he was so, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a heavy character. And, 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 and it, you started taking your, your characters home with you. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I started realizing there, is, there has to be a divide because otherwise you'll find yourself really going crazy. And, <laughs> and like, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, you know, you're here. I'm with, I'm with the, this group of people, my family. This is my family scandal. This is my other family. More than I'm at home, you know, during the week. And it's hard to differentiate the worlds at times because you're not Harrison at home. Why you, you don't have to break down this super massive plot in your head of what's going on. <laughs> Breakfast. And, and yeah, it's just It's like simple. there's something behind the coffee. I, I don't I'm know just, why you brought it out at this point. I, yeah, I'm just going to 7-Eleven, honey, to get some coffee. It's okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. Who are you going to meet in the aisle at 7-Eleven? Is there somebody behind the aisle that you're going to talk about this, this massive plot all the time? No. It, but, you know, it happens. Um, and I and I th feel for Carrie. I feel for Carrie. I feel for Huck. Uh, I feel for Guillermo because they they have a lot of things going on. Well, you know, I think you guys all do in your own way because he had a lot of stuff going on, but you also had this thing up until this episode where you still haven't been told anything. By the way, right? I mean, that's let's that's just let's just keep no this in mind. No confirmation. You literally just walked in an office and said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you, and you just tell me what to do." You got nothing. I nothing. mean, that was nothing. She didn't throw you a bone or anything. Nothing. nothing. But I think that that is just as heavy a thing yeah. to be carrying around as a character yeah. as it is to take out a drill. And for, for whatever reason, it's more than just her hanging out with a holding cell with me for four hours. I mean, for hours. Yeah, because that that was. It's interesting you said that because I listened to that and I went, uh huh. We, me and me and Carrie were talking about it, and I was like. She's like, isn't it so much more than that? I said, it is. It's it there, is. It's like there's no way I'm this. I'm this, I'm, I'm challenging, I'm questioning my moral, my morals. My morals are in question. My, my, my beliefs are being challenged at every end. And am I willing to bend all of my moral manhood, my morality on a woman that just came and hung out with in a holding cell with me for a few hours? No, there is something greater. There is something that I am indebted to her. There is some connection between us and a bond and a love that is deeper than um, than anything else, yeah, and I think at this point, 
everything's starting to unha- it's starting to happen. And the, and, the, and our relationship, it's interesting we're here, like, but the relationship between Harris and Olivia is a very, very interesting one. And Harrison, in a weird way as a character, has grown over the course of the series. When yeah. I watch this dude walk in and actually handle those people with guns standing and pointing at each other, and I think about the Harrison I met at the bar in the beginning of the show, and I thought, <laughs> you know what, he would, that's, I'm not sure Harrison might have no. hit under the table and waited till it was dark, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm getting out now. Yeah. And I think that has to do with as the, the intensity grows and the sca- the stakes grow. You know, me and me and Carrie always talk about like we look at each other, we communicate without dialogue. We don't need to talk. There are so many times I'll just we'll just look at each other in the scene and it's like, Yep, yeah, okay, we're good, got it, done. Like we have that almost telepathy like relate this communication mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the two of us which i'm like you know as an as an actor i'm like where the hell does that come from how is that what is this bond what is this relationship and it's so fascinating and it's so exciting every week to just you know i look forward to getting these scripts and seeing where is it going and where where is it going the whole engine is starting to connect and i mean people cry at table reads i mean it's like this is oh, yeah, real. People, people weep openly at Taylor Reed, by <laughs> we, the way. Weep we, we, we openly weep. I can't openly weep because I'm reading stage directions, so I don't get to weep. But there's open weeping. And also, it's the only show I've ever been on where the crew gets the scripts. And I've said this before, the crew gets the scripts, and they're Shut. all transfixed by the scripts, too. Which yeah. Is like, it's, yeah, the crew's off in the corner, nestled in their little hiding space little behind, crew, behind, crew an opal, behind an opal square. And they're <laughs> reading <laughs> Reading their, reading their script. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, this is just an odd question because I'm trying to remember. What is Harrison's favorite drink in the office? Harrison drinks tea. He drinks tea, right? He drinks tea. Because Olivia drinks tea. Olivia drinks tea. We drink, we're tea drinkers. Cause coffee, we're too high strong. And that's another thing about Harrison. Harrison always has, like, business. I'm a guy that I feel like he always has business. You do. He's you thinking do. business. It's the spinning of his phone or it's a... It's an apple, or it's a smoothie, or it's a. He has something. He's. You has also some, think with your hands. You do this thing, where which I'm. I always sort of clock, which is he has this thing, and this is you know you're listening, so you can't see my hands, but he has this thing where he brings a hand up to his face and he flicks his fingers, and it kind of means he's signaling or he's thinking. So yeah. so watch because it's. It's this really elegant gesture, but it's when you take things in, it's like you're helping them come in faster. Every, every single thing that Harrison does has a focus and like a purpose. And, and the things that I don't do, it's so weird. When I know. I, my wife were talking about it. It was like, I don't do it. And I'll be standing somewhere in a room where I'll like, people will be like, oh my God, that's Harrison Wright from Scandal Arc. That's Columbus Short or something. And like, because I've flipped my phone on the show and then I like, I see my, I'll like stop flip. I won't flip my phone. I'm like, <laughs> I won't, okay, that's not Columbus. That's, I, don't, that's, I, don't that's, flip I don't flip my phone. That's Harrison flips his phone. <laughs> and like, it's like, it's this weird thing. It's like another one of those reasons why I'm in therapy. You know what? <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to advocate therapy very happily myself and that my therapist has helped me a lot and has benefited, I think for the 400 years I've been doing it. <laughs> Um, which is, I, I'm, we're, we're big fans over here because Advocates of the therapy. Av- advocates of the therapy of any kind that you can find that works for you. It's, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I think, you know, the interesting thing is the next episode, too, is almost like, I mean, it's hard not to say that they're counter because everything now is starting to bleed into everything else. Um, the next episode, what I'm going to tell you guys is the Harrison-Abby relationship 
continues to kind of become more what deep is it? and gnarly. What is that thing? And I'm just going to say there's an amazing scene in the car in the next episode that you guys, that involves nachos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that you guys um, will really, really, really enjoy. Um, it's to watch out for the car and the nachos. I told you first. <laughs> the car and the nachos. It's just, it's a really, really, it's a really fun moment. Um, but the, it's, there's so many things that happen next episode. A lot of things that we've all been questioning and wondering about are all sort of starting to come to roost in the most intensive way. Um, I think it's going to be really, really fun to watch what's going on with um, poor Cyrus or not poor Cyrus and David and with Harrison and Abby and Olivia's always in the thick of it. And obviously the White House has its own special set of, of problems. And there's actually a great case next week too. Which great case. It's a really, really good great case. Which is super kind of whacked out case oh, where great. everybody kind of just the whole episode is a little bit about everything coming apart. Yeah. And it's all things undone. I all think. things exactly. It's really yeah. it's 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 kinda awesome. What am I saying? It's really awesome. It is really awesome. And all the more reason why you should keep just sucking down this television show like a drug. Because oh. that's what we do. Oh man, I can't wait for you guys to see next week. There's a take in I won't give away the scene, but there's a scene and there's a take where I literally looked at Abby and I and Tom Verico, director, had to come to me and he said, Columbus, you have to hold some of that back because <laughs> I I lost it. I lost it. I lost it because I'm we're so connected. We're so connected to this yeah. this this energy. It's so visceral. It's so it's so honest. It's so right in your face. And if you're we're so into these characters so deep now that we just live like it's not we're not having to pull our brains apart to figure out who what we are and how we are like we are them now it's it's getting deep and it's gonna the intrigue's getting deep the relationships are getting deeper the mysteries are definitely not solved yet and that's kind of the fun which is why you guys have to tune in next week when you see I think the episode <laughs> is Defiance which is a good good title for it great title um and and I just want to remind you that the wonderful television show Scandal is on Thursday nights on ABC at 10 o'clock. And previous to that, you might want to check out this other show called Grey's Anatomy. It's a little show. It's yeah. got it's surgeons, and they cut things up, and it's going to be really good as well. And they're all incredibly frisky and wonderful. Yeah. And there's also this other show called Private Practice. If you're around, Tuesday nights, 10 o'clock, ABC. It's another you show. You might want to check it's that out. It's um, a practice in Los Angeles. It works very well, too. <laughs> but we're primarily here to talk about Scandal. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Columbus, thank you, thank you again. Thank you, fans. Keep tuning in. Yep. This is absolutely officially Scandal Revealed. Thank you. Thank Bye. Thank you.